Welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. What if you and your spouse could see beyond each other's weaknesses and help each other grow in these areas? There's a power and magic in unity that helps us multiply our strengths. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast. I'm Gary Cole and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication and conflict, and so much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Today, we're continuing our focus on communication and conflict by delving into the topic of strengths and weaknesses. Every marriage is the sum of two lives, two different growing up experiences, two different skill sets, two different expectations and dreams and so on. In our last podcast, we talked about the concept of multiplying strengths, how one plus one equals three instead of two, when we focus on using our strengths in common areas instead of pigeonholing ourselves into certain roles. Now with my guests, Frankie and Tina, we will delve into what to do with our weaknesses. How can we convert our weaknesses into strengths? There's a lot of talk about growth mindset these days, but how do we have it in a relationship and how do we have that growth mindset uh, in marriage that we can overcome the weaknesses that we encounter in the relationship? Over to you, Frankie and Tina. Having a growth mindset means believing that certain skills can be developed and effort is needed to build skills through daily training, through adopting good strategies, through input from your spouse in the case of marriage versus a fixed mindset that you believe that I'm like that. It's purely innate and there's nothing I can change. No, not easy to have uh, input from your spouse though. I must, I must admit. <laughs> Especially when I think I'm right. When my wife gives a comment, I get a little irritated sometimes and little like, oh, who are you to tell me? But uh, when I sit down and think about it, I know there's so much value in that. Yeah, that's true. And I think that whole premise too, right? Our strengths and our weaknesses are not static. They are not, that's it. And then, you know, forever your weaknesses will be your weaknesses or your strengths are your strengths. Because otherwise we'll always claim, you married me, what? You knew what? I'm like that, what? I'm always like that. Mm. Then it ends the argument already because it's like, you're trying to tell the spouse that I will forever be like that and it's just your problem. You have a problem with me, but I'm like that, you know? Whereas, you know, we really want to put out this irritating argument, excuse out of the picture and just like what you said, Gary, yeah, where can I improve? Or let me just pause and listen. It's irritating, it's hard to dig within ourselves to address an area of weaknesses. That's why it's called weakness. But the fact that your husband seems to, or your spouse, or by context husband, seems to shine in that area, then is there something we can learn from them? Like how you do it so easily? And we can actually adopt a curious mindset so that then we can grow. We can ask them like, hey, how do you do that? Like, I can't do that. Like, in fact, I have no energy or no motivation to do it. Like, what is your thought process? And you'll be surprised that your spouse has an interesting thought process that can actually help you if you take a position of being curious, you know, and then from that premise, you can then grow. Curiosity is important. Mm. Personally, I'm very encouraged by Tina, how she embraces challenges and even failures. Like for example, in the beginning, she's not a morning person, but with parenting, uh, she has changed so much because she persevered. And now she's the first one to wake up. She can wake up at 4.45 a.m. in the morning just to get things ready. Wow. So this is just an example of how when you are committed to it, you can persevere and you can change. And as a husband, when I see that happening, 
it causes me to step up as well in things that I'm not so good at. And I see my wife committing so much to it, trying to do her best, committed to do what's best, not just for her, but for the family. It really helps to encourage me. And that helps when we can talk to each other openly. So therefore we can accept criticisms for each other and encourage us to have the desire to learn and to be inspired by each other's success. To me, that's very inspiring. You see your spouse striving to work on areas that they're not so good at. And then when you see success, you're just happy for the other person. And that's, you can celebrate, you know. You can celebrate and these are big wins. I like that. I think catch your spouse doing something that they're not naturally good at and, and then celebrate that. You've you mentioned a lot of C's in your conversation. Be curious, be committed and then celebrate. I think those are important principles. I think sometimes, like you mentioned, Tina, a little earlier that we just settle and say, I'm like that, what? that's me. What? How do we actually deal with, we do personality profiling and all and someone goes into the relationship thinking, but that's me, my wiring is like that. Why are you so frustrated with me? How do we help a couple or encourage a couple in that situation. Are you all quite similar in personalities? Actually, personality, we are similar, but we also have very distinct differences as well. Yeah, so um, that's areas, like I say, where we pull each other along in our strengths. For practical uh, example, like he's very clean. Like uh, he's the one who organizes, who neatens up, who cleans, literally mops and sweeps the house. Like Frankie mentioned in the previous episode, We've always committed to look after our children on our own. So we have never had a helper. We don't have our lived-in parents or anybody. So he actually goes the extra mile to help to clean. Whereas for me, I actually have other expectations. For example, when he comes home, I prefer if he spends time with the children than clean the house. But after a while, I realised that actually that value of him helping me neaten the house is so important. In my mind, I also have my own strengths and perception of what I think should be his contribution right at that point. Then I had to also learn to adopt his habits of cleaning because I'm not very good at the cleaning and the, I procrastinate and I have piles of paper stacked here and there where he has like a file for everything, you know. So he'll teach me simple things like everything has a home. Like you don't place it down, it should have a home, like it should go somewhere. And I don't like that because then I think, oh, I don't have a home. Then I don't know where to put it. Then I will put it somewhere, right? That is not its home. So I've really had to learn to not be angsty about parts of seemingly strengths, of definitely strengths, but that rub against me, that make me feel uncomfortable because I'm not neat, right? I'm not clean. But over the years, I realized that, hey, you know, there are areas that I can learn. For example, right, after I come back from a holiday trip, last time as a young person, uh, as a single person, my luggage can be in my room for like a few weeks after that. I barely touched. <laughs> I start wearing the clothes from the luggage probably. And yeah, and then I'll resent having to clear it. I mean, that's my own thing, right? I wasn't even married then. It's just my own thing, but I would just procrastinate. Um, whereas for him, the, the day he comes back, he will clear everything as much as possible and the luggages can go back in the storeroom. And I'm like, I was so tired after the trip. But I've learned and I'll just share with him because we did a very short trip in the September holidays and we came back four out of the five. Okay, so only my youngest didn't. You know, the two older boys just kept and cleared their duffel bag like immediately. Like within one hour that they reached the house. And we, I didn't even have to remind them or say anything. And I also just did the same. And I was just so amazed. And I told him, hey, did you notice that or not? <laughs> when we were preparing for the podcast, I said, we have all learned something and it's... You know, without his nagging, we realised it's an important and useful skill and we just did it. And now I'm so happy, right? Because then I didn't have the luggage there for two weeks in my house. <laughs> and things are back in place and life moves on. So I think sometimes it starts with us. Lah. Like each of us have to be willing to grow. 
Mm. Right? And it's painful to grow, right? Growth sometimes starts off with the irritation, with the angst, with the discomfort. But then we have to move to go, hey, this sort of means I can grow in this area rather than say, no, I want to protect this part so that it doesn't hurt anymore. So we cheer each other on what we call on-the-job training <laughs> in marriage and in parenting. So Tina mentioned about her organizational skills. I should also say that one very distinct difference between the two of us is that she likes to confront issues right away. She's more confrontational. I tend to wait. I tend to buy time. So when we started off, according to her, I used to <laughs> lay off issues, conflicts for weeks. I thought it was days, but she <laughs> time again mentioned to me that it's weeks. But over time, I've learned and we have talked about it. So from weeks, I've cut down to days. And I would like to think that nowadays, probably within hours. Yeah. So she has openly shared with me that it's very frustrating for her to have to wait for weeks for me to come back and discuss certain issues that to her should be resolved right away. So we talk about on-the-job training, we talk about cheering each other on, and that helps. We use some of these so-called keywords and uh, principles to guide us to encourage one another to work on areas that we may not necessarily want to work on, but we help each other. Mm, very good. I think uh, the key is talking about it. Um, I'm sure it wasn't f fun or e easy when we had to bring those things up. I, I know, I mean, just hearing from you, when she had to address those things, I don't know how you would have felt initially. I was like, oh yeah, no problem, I'll do it for you. Or is it like a, uh, you go through a period where you're just wondering, do I really need to do that or should I be addressing that? But talking about it is key. I, th I think for couples who are, especially newlyweds who are tuning in today, Remember, there'll be times, it's a period of growth that your love actually will mature as the years go by where you begin to understand and there's nothing wrong when your partner seems so different or when they're asking you certain things and you get edgy and frustrated. It's because you're both figuring out and you're in this journey of growth, growth together. So growth mindset, not just um, in differences, but growth as a couple to become a mature couple as we have been hearing today. How do you avoid the trap of fatalism and seeing our abilities as fixed assets? I mean, we, we think about, we, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes we think that's just me, right? We, we mentioned, but how do we actually overcome those things, especially when it's a real weakness on my part? I mean, I'm really not good at it at all. Uh, how do you, as a couple, uh, address something like that? A lifetime of love and romance requires intentional effort and attention. Yet, in times of busyness and with overwhelming priorities to tend to, our marriages can often take a back seat. No matter the state of your relationship today, we want to help you and your spouse thrive. Check out Connect2, featuring specially curated experiences and resources, our favourite selection of articles, top hits on our podcast, date ideas, conversation starters, and more to address the issues that are keeping you and your spouse apart and help you rekindle the joy of pursuing one another. Visit www.family.org.sg connect2 today. We were sharing a message at one of my mentees' wedding and this analogy I gave them which was you know, a lot of time we think that marriage, right, is the Everest, like you reach the peak, you know, it's, it's Mount Everest. And then some people even joke, everything goes downhill from there. But then I challenged them to look at it as, no, you have only just reached base camp. You haven't even submitted to the highest peak. 
there's so much more to learn, to struggle through together, but there will be so much more exhilaration of achievement, accomplishment, excitement, enjoyment. And I think if that is our perspective, we need to put aside this whole like, I am like that kind of mentality. Uh, because seasons in life are going to bring different challenges to the marriage, whether you have children or maybe you even choose to adopt or foster, or just in your own life, you might have a community involvement or a baby, meaning like a business to grow together, right? And there will be very different challenges on your time, on your energy, sometimes even on your sleep, and you need extra strength. You can't just go on a default basis and expect to then deal with the rest of the challenges ahead beyond base camp, right? Uh, so for those of you who don't understand, base camp is like the part that you reach uh, before you actually summit Everest. Uh, and many other, of course, the, the big peaks, uh, the first part that you reach is base camp, lah, yeah? which is actually very high. It's like, it takes a, almost a week or sometimes more than a week for the amateur ones to reach. So with that mountain climbing analogy, if you see yourself wanting to summit the peak that you are looking out for, then it's really that picture of growth and personal improvement. Wanting to summit the mountain together, cheering each other on, encouraging one another to take the necessary steps to keep moving towards the peak. So there's a lot of synchronization and pacing. When one needs to take the lead in a certain section, then someone has to pace themselves. So I do hear of couples who one of them has to sort of step back a little bit in their career just so the other one can do the chonging for a few years to get that promotion or get that position. And then after that, they take a turn. So similarly, I think there's that synchronization where you need to adopt different skill sets. You need to... We have this little motto that we have because when our children came along, our first two were very close in age, both boys. Our second one has special needs, ADHD and all that. So he was very hyperactive, very impulsive. So there will always be things that go wrong every other day and, or every day rather, every other moment. Uh, sometimes no matter how much you plan, it will, something will go wrong or we forget something. And we just used to look at each other and say, let's make it work. Because we used to just like sigh and get really upset. And then I will sigh or he will sigh. And then we'll get upset with the other person because we thought the other person is blaming us for forgetting something, you know. But after a while we went, let's just make it work. And I think that, that sucking in our breath and like just declaring a positive um, direction, even though both had to pick up pieces that were messy, right? Um, sort of make things work really like salvaging you know from whatever tantrum meltdown or whatever that was happening it helped us to not start pointing fingers at each other but figuring out how we can pull together whatever resources be creative problem solve strategize and then just get through with that day whether it was finishing a meal or like getting out of a restaurant unscathed with all the eyes staring at us because of a meltdown or whatever it was just survive almost sometimes that, that the bottom line was literally survive get home, get the children to bed as early as possible before we conk out beside their bed on the floor. So really having that ability to want to grow, I think helps every season be a, that much more manageable or at least it helps you grow through that season rather than step back and say, hey, I can't or I'm out of this. Thank you. I think really just hearing you, this journey of marriage is really like going on a mountaintop experience. Um, learning from each other, encouraging each other. We are not perfect. There'll be times where we will get frustrated and irritated with one another or even snap at each other. But just hearing the two of you being focused, having that goal to let's work this out, let's work on it, let's uh, deal with this rather than get upset with each other for too long. Yeah, Not that we don't get upset, but I think bottom line is be upset, but then we need to work on something to make this marriage work even better. Mm. Yep. In each podcast, we address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. Today's question is, 
I know my spouse means well when he challenges me to improve in my weak spot, but sometimes I feel I'm not good enough or nothing can please him. How can I tell him to give me time and understanding too? How would you advise this couple in this scenario? I think it's interesting that in this question, the questioner already knows what you want to say to your spouse. So please say it. You are saying, how can I tell him to give me time and understanding? Say that. And I think if there is something that your spouse is not able to hear from your request, then you need to pursue it a bit more. Yeah, why is there not enough listening happening between the two of you, right? And when you're asking to give you time, is he thinking you're giving excuses? So then you need to maybe give him more assurances to say, hey, I really find this difficult. I really do want to learn and grow in this area, but I'm just it's just not natural to me. I'm really struggling. Please be understanding. And I think once you articulate your struggle, it's really helpful, you know, because sometimes when we go through tough times, don't say, you know, you've been married how many years, you're still getting to know one another. And your facial expression of pain and suffering may look like anger to your spouse, actually, or resentment. And they may not cut you any slack because they're thinking that, I oh, look at this, he's dragging his feet uh, or she's dragging his feet, not wanting to get onto the program. But if you speak and seek that empathy, I really believe your spouse would reach out to you. And I think the husband has to communicate to the wife how he perceives her question. And if the intention is good, all the more the husband needs to be kind in his words. You don't want to want to fix her. You have to be kind in your words when you see that her truly she wants to change, truly she wants to be better. So clarify that intention and make sure there's no wrong perception, thinking that the wife is looking for excuses and actually trying to skirt around and not wanting to really do what she says she wants to. If you are kind in your words, you won't go wrong. <laughs> So yeah. true, so true. Um, I think uh, just hearing you, we don't have ESP. We can't read each other's minds. Uh, I think sometimes we think, we expect our spouse to, you should know what I'm thinking, you know, but the bottom line is sometimes we do, but a lot of times we don't. So being able to articulate how you feel and what you are going through is important so that there's an understanding rather than uh, we get frustrated with the assumptions that we actually have. Thank you so much, Frankie and Tina, for spending time with us. To our listeners, if you are listening in to this with your spouse, take an extra five minutes at the end of this episode to share with each other how you feel about your teamwork. Let each one identify an area of growth in the other and share how you feel about this. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you're planning to tie the knot soon or know someone who is, do check out our upcoming Connect2 Marriage Preparation Program in November. You can visit us at our website at www.family.org.sg for more details. Thank you for tuning in. Do follow us and subscribe to our Connect2 podcast. Until next time, have a great week with your loved ones.